Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good day and welcome to the Saturday, December 16th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I am Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. A lot of great listening over there, over 60 well-curated podcasts, wide, wide variety of topic areas, all covered from a biblical worldview. Uh, My brothers and sisters in Christ over there doing a great job for the kingdom. Uh, So definitely encourage you to go over there. I will guarantee you, you're going to find something over there you want to listen to, and there's a really good chance you're going to find more over there to listen to than you actually have time to listen to it in. So again, great idea for you to get on over there. Um, Sorry this episode is out so late. I want to update you on a few things. (laughs) Um, Needless to say, we were were out with with some friends we've not seen in years last night. And so it was after 10 o'clock by the time we got home, and it was pushing midnight by the time we got to bed after taking care of everything. But we got a phone call at three o'clock in the morning from our son. They were home for their first night with the new baby. Um, he's very sleep deprived, needless to say, and, and wife was zonked. And, uh, so he was struggling. So, um, we picked up and we headed over there and proceeded to take care of child on, you know, two, three hours of sleep and, and them try to let him get some sleep and stuff. So we got some wonderful time with our, with our granddaughter, but needless to say, I didn't get this recorded last night. And this is the first time I've had a chance to sit down and do it today. So we're going to go ahead and do our typical Saturday, do our Bible reading and everything like that. But what I also wanted to let you know is, um, listen, we got to, I'm, I'm preaching along with our, with pastor Jay and one of our elders, Randy, the three of us are going to be preaching on Christmas Eve together. Um, so I need to take some time to do that. And I will guarantee you what happened last night. This is not going to be the only time this is going to happen in the next couple of weeks as they start to adjust to life as first time parents. Um, I can guarantee you that because believe me, my wife and I trying to do that. And at the same time, I'm in the Navy and I'm on duty, um, you know, every two or three days. So believe me, I know this is going to be tough on them. So like I said, this is probably not going to be the first, the the last time I should say the last time that we have to pick up the middle of night and head over there. So what I'm going to do and with everything else leading up towards Christmas and everything, I think I'm just going to do for next week. And I hate to do this, um, but I think we just finished a section in John chapter 16 um, from sorrow to joy and leading up to Christmas. I think that's actually a good place to stop for the moment, a good place to stop with our Bible study. I'm not stopping permanently. I absolutely plan to pick right back up on Christmas day, um, and have an episode out with back in our Bible study and everything. I just need this week to, um, not have to be doing the research for putting together the Bible study as well as the other stuff I've got to be doing, um, with, with study and preparing for my sermon on, uh, 
Christmas Eve. What I will probably do though, is if I get, you know, I'm going to want to get approval from pastor, pastor Jay and Randy. And if they agree to it, what I will do, um, Christmas Eve after I get home is I will post, um, the, um, the audio from our messages to you. So you can listen to those as well. But what I will do, like I said, on the 25th, I I have every intention of picking back up on Bible study before the end of the year. But what I am going to do through the rest, through next week is we're going to continue on with our Bible reading. I want us to stay with our Bible reading all the way through. Um, And that takes minimum prep for me to put together and be able to do that and record that. So like I said, podcast isn't going to go away for the next week. But um, I'm going to shift down from from doing the Bible study, and we're just going to do the Bible reading. What I may do is, and I don't mean this in a in a weird way, but what I may do is after I've done my reading, the reading and stuff like that, I may talk to you a little bit. I may talk a little bit, particularly about considering what time of year it is and the season we're in. Um, talk to you a little bit about that on each day. Um, and truthfully, because I really won't be preparing any kind of notes, I won't be working off any kind of notes. I may repeat myself and I'm sorry if I do, but I don't know that everybody's listening to every episode. So, you know, folks may hear it, hear me. If I say something on two or three different days, somebody may hear it on one of those days that didn't hear it on the first day. So anyways, that's where we're heading with this, but well, now I've rambled for almost five minutes, but I want you to know why the, why I didn't have something out first thing this morning. So with all that said, why don't we dive right in? Let's go, let's go ahead and dive in and get our reading done. And like I, like I've said before, you know, we're, we're with our reading, we are closing in on the end of the scripture at the end of our reading plan. So we're in the minor prophets and revelation. And then of course, Psalm and Proverbs, as we constantly work through Psalm and Proverbs throughout the year. So, and, and like I've said before, I think I'm going to keep this same reading plan and continuing it on in the next year. We'll just pick back up and start right back through it again. So let's go ahead and open up with it being a Saturday with the seventh day morning prayer. It's called God's good pleasure. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth and all beings are creatures of thy power. Thou art the father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thy providence governs our lives. But, O God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one. May we hearken to thee. The Almighty Instructor, teach us to live to thee the light dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. Possess our minds with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, and in the enjoyment of it, nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are. To recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility, for vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. Let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right. Oh, wait a minute. There we go. All right. Well, our morning devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening... Uh, the text for it is from Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 
Come unto me. The cry of the Christian religion is the gentle word, come. The Jewish law harshly said, Go, take heed into thy, unto thy steps as to the path in which thou shalt walk. Break the commandments, and thou shalt perish. Keep them, and thou shalt live. The law was a dispensation of terror, which drove men before it as with a scourge. The gospel draws with bands of love. Jesus is the good shepherd going before his sheep, bidding them follow him and ever leading them onwards with the sweet word, Come. The law repels. The gospel attracts. The law shows the distance which there is between God and man. The gospel bridges that awful chasm and brings the sinner across it. From the first moment of your spiritual life until you are ushered into glory, the language of Christ to you will be, Come, come unto me. As a mother puts out her finger to her little child and woos it to walk by, saying, Come, even so does Jesus. He will always be ahead of you, bidding you follow him as the soldier follows his captain. He will always go before you to pave your way and clear your path, and you shall bear his animating voice calling I'm sorry, and you shall hear his animated voice animating voice calling you after him all through life, while in the solemn hour of death his sweet words with which he shall usher you into the heavenly world shall be Come, ye blessed of my Father. Nay further, this is not only Christ's cry to you, but if you be a believer, this is your cry to Christ. Come, come. You will be longing for his second advent. You will be saying, Come quickly, even so come, Lord Jesus. You will be panting for nearer and closer communion with him. As his voice to you is come, your response to him will be, Come, Lord, and abide with me. Come and occupy alone the throne of my heart. Reign there without a rival, and consecrate me entirely to thy service. All right. And our reading is going to be Micah 5, 6, and 7. Like I said, Minor Prophets, Revelation 7, Psalm 135. It's a little bit longer psalm than we've been dealing with lately because we've been dealing with all the Song of Ascents, which can be kind of short, uh, to Psalm 135, and then Proverbs 30, verses 5 and 6. I do want to say something about the Song of Ascents. So the Song of Ascents, if you didn't understand, because usually you read that. I mean, that's that's actually in the text. Hang on a minute. I need some tea here. Okay. Sorry. Um, that's my Earl Grey. That's not a cool tea. I, I need some caffeine this morning, as you can tell. Um, and, and please excuse me. Like I said, we've been up most of the night. So if I stumble over words a little bit, I apologize. Um, it is just the uh, lack of sleep, but like I was saying, the song of ascents. Um, so I scrolled there for a minute. The song of ascents, basically what they were is they were songs of praise that got sent, got sang as the Israelites would head to the temple to worship, particularly for big celebrations. So that's what they were. That's why they're called ascents because the temple was up on a hill. And so they would sing and rise. You know, it was, it was that it, it was, um, we used to have when I was growing up in the Methodist church, um, in a lot of cases, some of our, some of our, um, introductory hymns to the service would almost be like a song of ascents. It would be that kind of thing leading you into worship. That's what the song of ascents were. So just so you know that when, when I've said that and reading through them, and I think they continue, I just 135 happens to be a little bit longer than some of the other ones. Some of the other ones are three and four verses, you know, as we've gone through, they've been very short, but anyways, so our reading again is Micah five, six, and seven, Revelation seven, Psalm 135 and Proverbs 30 verse five and six. So Micah five, 
Now muster yourselves in troops, daughter of troops. They have laid siege against us. With a rod they will strike the judge of Israel on the cheek. But as for you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His going forth, I'm sorry, his goings forth are from everlasting, from the ancient days. Therefore he will give them up until the time when she who is in childbirth has born a child. Then the remainder of his brothers will return to the sons of Israel, and he will stand and shepherd his flock, in the strength of Yahweh, in the majesty of the name of Yahweh his God, and they will remain, because at that time he will be great to the ends of the earth, and this one will be peace. When the Assyrian enters our land, when he treads on our citadels, then we will raise against him seven shepherds and eight princes of men. And they will shepherd the land of Assyria with the sword, the land of Nimrod at its entrances. And he will deliver us from the Assyrian when he enters our land, and when he treads within our borders. Then the remnant of Jacob will be among many peoples, like dew from Yahweh, like showers on vegetation, which do not hope for man or wait for the sons of men. Then the remnant of Jacob will be among the nations, among many peoples, like a lion among the beasts of the forest like a young lion among flocks of sheep, which if it passes through, tramples down and tears, and there is none to deliver. Your hands will be raised up against your adversaries, and all your enemies will be cut off. And it will be in that day, declares Yahweh, that I will cut off your horses from among you, and destroy your chariots, and I will cut off the cities of your land, and pull down all your fortifications, and I will cut off sorceries from your hand, and you will have soothsaying no more. And I will cut off your graven images and your sacred pillars from among you, so that you will no longer worship the work of your hands. And I will uproot your asherim from among you and eradicate your cities. And I will execute vengeance in anger and wrath on the nations which have not listened. All right. I'm sorry. Usually I'll just continue on, but I want to point out there, beginning of Micah 5 through um, verse 1 to the very first stanza of verse 5. That is speaking of the Christ child. That is a prophecy of the Christ child. If, if you miss that, that is a prophecy of Jesus. Okay. That's one of the many prophecies he satisfied. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, they immediately go to Isaiah and some of those, but here even Micah is, is prophesying Christ. So, all right, Micah six, listen now to what Yahweh is saying. Arise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills listen to your voice. Listen, you mountains, to the case of Yahweh and, your and you enduring foundations of the earth, because Yahweh has a case against his people. Even with Israel he will reprove. My people, what have I done to you, and how have I wearied you? Answer me. Indeed, I brought you up from the land of Egypt, and ransomed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. My people, remember me. Remember now what Balak king of Moab counseled, and what Balaam son of Beor answered him, and from Shittim to Gilgal, so that you might know the righteous acts of Yahweh. With what shall I come before Yahweh, and how shall how myself I'm sorry, and bow myself before the God of high on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with yearling calves? Is Yahweh pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does Yahweh require of you, what to do but to do justice, to love loving kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. 
The voice of Yahweh will call to the city, and it is sound wisdom to fear your name. Hero tribe, who even has appointed its time, is there yet a man in the wicked house, along with treasures of wickedness, and a short measure which is cursed? Can I purify wicked scales and a bag of deceptive weights? For the rich men of the city are full of violence, and her inhabitants speak lies, and their tongue is deceitful in their mouth. So also I will make you sick, striking you down, desolating you because of your sins. You will eat, but you will not be satisfied, and your vileness will be in your midst. And you will try to remove something for safekeeping, but you will not cause anything to escape. And that which you do not do have escape, I will give to the sword. You will sow, but you will not reap. You will tread the olive, but will not anoint yourself with oil. And the grapes and the grapes, but you will not drink wine. The statute, statutes of Omri, and all the works of the house of Ahab are kept, and in their counsels you walk. Therefore I will give you up as an object of horror, and your inhabitants as an object of hissing, and you will bear the reproach of my people. Micah 7 Woe is me, for I am like the fruit pickers, like the grape gatherers. There is not a cluster of grapes to eat, or a first ripe fig which my soul desires. The Holy One has perished from the land, and there is no upright person among men. All of them lie in wait for bloodshed. Each of them hunts the other with a net. Concerning evil, both hands do it well. And the prince asks also the judge for a payment, and a great man speaks the craving of his soul. So they weave it together. The best of them is like a briar, the most upright like a thorn hedge. The day when you post your watchman, your punishment will come. At that time their panic will happen. Do not believe in a neighbor. Do not have confidence in a close companion. From her who lies in your bosom, guard the openings of your mouth. For son treats father as a wicked fool. Daughter rises up against her mother. Daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own household. But as for me, I will watch expectantly for Yahweh. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Do not be glad over me, O my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I inhabit the darkness, Yahweh is a light for me. I will bear the rage of Yahweh, because I have sinned against him. Until he pleads my case and does justice for me, he will bring me out of the light, and I will see his righteousness. Then my enemy will see, and shame will cover her who said to me, Where is Yahweh your God? My eyes will look on her. At that time she will be trampled down like mire of the streets. It will be a day for building your walls. On that day your boundary will be extended. It will be a day when they will come to you from Assyria and the cities of Egypt, from Egypt even to the river, even from sea to sea and mountain to mountain. And the earth will become desolate because of her inhabitants on account of the fruit of their deeds. Shepherd your people with your scepter, the flock of your inheritance, which dwells by itself in the forest, in the midst of a fruitful orchard. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead, as in the ancient days, as in the days when you came out from the land of Egypt. I will show you wondrous deeds. Nations will see and be ashamed of all their might. They will put their hand on their mouth. Their ears will be deaf. They will lick the dust like a serpent, like crawling things of the earth. They will come trembling out of their fortresses. To Yahweh our God they will come in dread, and they will be afraid before you. Who is a God like you, who forgives iniquity, and passes over the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? He does not hold fast to his anger forever, because he delights in loving kindness. 
he will again have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities, and you will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. You will give truth to Jacob and loving kindness to Abraham, which you swore to our fathers from the days of old. All right, Revelation 7, and I need some water here. Or some tea, I should say. This is actually Earl Grey. It's Bigelow Earl Grey. And I was never a big tea fan, but this is nice. All right, like I said, Revelation 7. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, so that no wind would blow on the earth or on the sea or on any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, having the seal of the living God, and he cried out with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the slaves of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of those having been sealed, 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 having been sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Gen Benjamin, 12,000, having been sealed. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could count from every nation, and all tribes, and peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne, and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, and palm branches were in their hands. And they cry out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, and the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne, and worshipped God, saying, Amen. The blessing and the glory and the wisdom and the thanksgiving and the honor and the power and the strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, These clothed in the white robes, who are they, and from where have they come? And I said to him, My Lord, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who can't come out of the great tribulation. And they washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his sanctuary, and he who sits on the throne will dwell over them. They will hunger no longer, nor thirst any more, nor will the sun beat down on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will shepherd them and will guide them as springs of the water of life, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. All right, Psalm 135. Praise Yah, praise the name of Yahweh, praise him, O slaves of Yahweh, you who stand in the house of Yahweh, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise Yah, for Yahweh is good. Sing praises to his name, for it is lovely, for Yah has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel for his treasured possession. For I know that Yahweh is great, and that our Lord is greater than all gods. Whatever Yahweh pleases, he does, in heaven and on earth, in the seas and in all deeps. The one who causes the clouds to ascend from the end of the earth, who makes lightning for the rain, who brings forth the wind from his storehouses. He struck the firstborn of Egypt from man to beast. 
He sent signs and wonders into your midst, O Egypt, amongst Pharaoh and all his slaves. He struck many nations and slew mighty kings, Sion king of the Amorites and Og king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. And he gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to Israel his people. O Yahweh, your name is everlasting. O Yahweh, your remembrance is from generation to generation. For Yahweh will render justice for his people and will give comfort to his slaves. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of man's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. They have eyes, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Surely there is not any breath in their mouth. Those who make them will be like them, all who trust in them. O house of Israel, bless Yahweh. O house of Aaron, bless Yahweh. O house of Levi, bless Yahweh. You who fear Yahweh, bless Yahweh. Blessed be Yahweh from Zion, who dwells in Jerusalem. Praise Yah. Finally, Proverbs 30, verses 5 and 6. Every word of God is tested. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he reprove you and you be proved a liar. Amen to that. Adding or removing from his word. Bad, bad, bad juju. All right. Well, our evening devotion for this evening, the text is from Isaiah 48, 8. Yea, thou heardest not. Yea, thou knewest not. Yea, from that time that thine ear was not opened. It is painful to, to remember that, in a certain degree, this accusation may be laid at the door of believers, who too often are in a measure spiritually insensible. We may well bewail ourselves that we do not hear the voice of God as we ought. Yea, thou heardest not. There are gentle motions of the Holy Spirit in the soul which are unheeded by us. There are whisperings of divine command and of heavenly love which are alike unobserved by our leaden intellects. Alas, we have been carelessly ignorant. Yea, thou knewest not. There are matters within which we ought to have seen, corruptions which have made headway unnoticed, sweet affections which are being blighted like flowers in the frost, untended by us, glimpses of the divine face which might be perceived if we did not walk wall up the windows of our soul. But we have not known. As we think of it, we are humbled in the deepest self-abasement. How much we adore the grace of God as we learn from the context that all this folly and ignorance on our part was foreknown by God, and notwithstanding that foreknowledge, he yet has been pleased to deal with us in a way of mercy. Admire the marvelous sovereign grace which could have chosen us in the sight of all this. Wonder at the price that was paid for us when Christ knew what we should be. He who hung upon the cross foresaw us as unbelieving, backsliding, cold of heart, indifferent, careless, lax in prayer, and yet he said, I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. O redemption, how wondrously resplendent dost thou shine when we think how black we are. O Holy Spirit, give us henceforth the hearing ear, the understanding heart. Heart. Sorry, I didn't pronounce that very well. All right. Well, that is our episode for today. Again, sorry for it being so late. Again, it was, it was a rough night all the way around, though it was wonderful to be able to help out. Um, and, and, you know, praying to be the appropriate, we are praying to be the appropriate examples to help the, these two grow. Um, 
grow in their in their care of their daughter in their in their understanding of adult life and how they they need to do how these things work um and we pray for their salvation we pray that they are saved um so and like i said um we're i i my plan is to keep doing the bible reading through next week though i won't be doing the bible study though i may do a little bit of a little bit of pontificating for lack of a better word a little bit of speaking um at the end of each each um um episode through the week um but i hope you have yourself a wonderful weekend a wonderful rest of your weekend um if you haven't if you don't have any plans for this weekend to um to meet physically to worship physically with the saints please change and do so if you cannot physically please join us. I'm sure Pastor Jay has a wonder, wonderful sermon for us, probably from the book of Matthew. That's what we've been working through. Tomorrow, we will be broadcasting at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, at on, excuse me, wow, on Facebook at Vail Valley Baptist Church and on Twitter or X or Twixter or whatever you want to call it um, at, at VVB Church. Uh, we would love to have you join us. But of course, we would always encourage you, if you can physically worship with the saints, please find a solid church and do so. All right. Well, again, I hope you have yourself a wonderful weekend. Let's go ahead and close out with prayer. Uh, we're going to close out with the seventh day evening prayer. It's called Future Blessing. Let's pray. O oh Lord God, there is no blessing we implore, but thou art able to give, hast promised to give, hast given already to countless multitudes, all unworthy and guilty like ourselves. Make us willing to receive the supply of our need from thy bounty. To this end, convince us of sin. Soften our hard hearts to bewail our folly, ingratitude, pride, unbelief, rebellion, corruption. Though the law, through the law, may we die to the law. Then look with wonder, submission, delight to the provision thou hast made for the glory of thy name and the salvation of sinners. Give us a hope that makes us not ashamed, a love that excites to holy obedience, a joy in thee that is our strength, a faith in thy Son who loved us and died for us. May we persevere in duty when not fully conscious of thee. Wait upon thee and keep thy way. Be humble and earnest suppliance at thy feet. Live continually as on the brink of eternity. Let us be at thy disposal for the duties and events of life. Submit our preferences to thy wisdom and will. Resign our enjoyments if thou shouldst require it, as our absolute proprietor and best friend. In our unworthiness and provocations, make us grateful for the means of grace and the ordinances of religion, and teach us to profit by them more than we have done. Help us to be in the Spirit on the Lord's day, to enter upon the Sabbath mindful of its solemnities, duties, privileges, setting all things worldly aside while we worship thee. May we know the blessedness of men whose strength is in thee, and in whose hearts are the highways to heaven. Amen. All right, again, I hope you have yourself a great weekend, um, and I hope to see you for tomorrow morning. Have a great one. God bless. Music